0: I'm Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big news day today in the world of college sports. And so Austin's called in the big guns. Let's get out of the zone phone. Uh, uh, Senior college football writer for CBS Sports, our good friend, one of the best in the biz, Dennis Dodd with us here on The Big Show. Dennis, thank you very much for a few minutes. How are you doing? Jake, I'm good. How are you? Hey! Great. Uh, love. Uh, you know we love talking college sports, and today uh, we we got the breaking news. I guess it was a half hour ago. Where now it's officially official, official, officially official that uh, one free transfer in college sports, including college football and basketball. What do you think? Is this a good day today for college sports?
1: Yeah, it is. But the worst thing you can say about it is coaches are going to have more problems managing their rosters. Well, that's why they get paid millions of dollars. Um, We all have things heaped on our plate every day we don't like doing in our jobs. So I don't have any sympathy for them, especially since they created this mess by over the years creating this culture of blocking a player who wanted to transfer, sometimes simply out of spite. It's happened over and over again. And and look, athletes should have the same, the same freedom as a regular student does. If, If it's about education, if it's not, let me know and we'll just start paying them and making them employees. But, no, it's, it's been long overdue. People think it's a big deal. There were only five sports that weren't, that had to sit out, football, basketball, men's and women's hockey and baseball, and now they get their one free transfer.
0: You know, I like to think uh, to pride myself on thinking of all angles of these things. And one thing that jumps out of my mind is there a is there value in protecting athletes from themselves? In a sense that, you know, we see we've seen already players stack up in the transfer portal with nowhere to go. Maybe they thought the grass would be greener; it's not, or or worse yet, there's not an opportunity on the other side. Is there value in protecting athletes for themselves, or should they be left up to their own freedoms?
1: Well. This is nothing more, I think, than an unintended consequence. For the last, for a bunch of years, about thirty percent of the juniors who enter the NFL draft don't get drafted. They haven't figured that out. I thought it would correct itself. It hasn't, and I suspect it won't. In this case, it will just be a consequence of coming out. You know, players will be warned against it. They'll get bad advice. They won't get taken. I mean, a lot, and you have to remember, a lot of those players are, I think, over fifteen hundred alone. In football, um, are walk-ons, uh, so they're they're transferring, looking for a place to get a scholarship. So if you're a walk-on trying to transfer, what are the odds that you're going to get a scholarship in the first place? So, I, I think that comes under the heading. It is what it is. Buyer beware, and do your homework before you transfer.
0: Other big news today: Mark Emmert uh, was uh, extended as president of the NCAA, and it was unanimous. Are, are you surprised that uh, Emmert will be with us for the foreseeable future?
1: No, because it's 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 way beyond Mark Emmert now. The people that employ him um, really have no you know have no desire to get rid of him. Those are the board of governors, the people that ostensibly run the NCAA. There's only six people on that 25 person board who are power five presidents, I think the rest of them uh, are only worried about a check from the NCAA every year from the tournament. They don't care if North Carolina went 18 years committing systemic academic fraud. They don't care that enforcement's a mess. They don't care that there's a gender equity bias in the NCAA that reared its ugly head with the women's tournament this year and goes back to 1973. And Title IX was adopted, and the NCAA fought it for 11 years before they started women's sports. So, no, I'm not surprised. Grant Hill is one of those board of directors. you think Grant Hill cares if Mark Emmerich gets a new contract or not. <laughs> Do you think the former CEO of American Express is on there as a ceremonial post cares? No. I think you can suggest, it's pretty much accuracy, that that board is stacked with Mark Emmerich toadies. So what what would you expect? Yeah.
0: Um, other big news today, and this I, I know you wrote about this today, but college football playoff expansion is back in the news. I guess uh, I'll keep it broad. Where are we headed and how quickly?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think pretty quickly. There's, there's five. What is it? Five years left in the in the 12 year contract. The initial contract. The, the soonest it could debut is two years from now. I think I calculated it at January 8th in Houston at the championship game, 2025. Um, so I, I do think it's coming. In what form, I don't know. They were they tried to sneak it past this Friday in a release. Uh, there could be 6, 8, 10, 12, 16-team playoff. But I think what they see now, uh, the people that run the playoff, I don't want to say there's an equity. I personally don't see the problem with four. I'm okay with four. I don't, think I don't think there's been one team that's been left out that should have been in playing for a national championship. But I think it's the equity now. And like everything else with the NCAA, every decision they make is with the threat of a lawsuit. And you can see some class action lawsuits bubbling up from the, I don't know, the group of five or some some school or another not getting in there. That's why we have one-time transfer. You know, that's why the NCAA is in the Supreme Court. And, and I suppose uh, this isn't an NCA issue. to say The CFP is an LLC; it's a standalone company. But I, I think they see the risk in keeping it like this. So we're going to have some kind of expansion. It's just a uh, you know uh, a question of when. And I tend to think it's still going to go to full 12 years. So that means five more years through the 2025 20, season. So expect the bracket to be standard. It's, Bad, excuse me, at least for the 2026
0: season. If they went, say, as high as 16, Dennis, would they consider shortening the regular season? And I bring this yeah, up, I mean, you know, I, I don't think that college athletes are as exploited as a lot of other people say, but at what point do we say how many games is enough? Because now we're getting up into NFL territory on number of games played. Yeah, that
1: would be, a calculated that would be for the two championship teams. That would be a 17-game season if things stood like they were now. Right. Now I think with 16 teams, you'd have to cut the regular season schedule, probably cut out championship games. Uh, and the way you make things whole is there'd be a bigger, bigger pot of money for schools at the end. Anyway, um, they play those championship games, which were of little consequence really most of the time. They get two to three million dollars to the bottom line of every school involved in those conferences. So you bump them up by maybe two or $3 million from the expanded playoff. Um, and the, the health and welfare thing is what bothers me. You've got If you think players are going to be are opting out now, they're going to be opting out of the playoff, of the 16-team playoff. So what you do is with NIL coming in, you probably allow them to be paid bonus money by somebody so in some, some sort, some way to play in that playoff so they don't opt out. I don't see that as necessarily bad um, to keep them in there because the head trauma alone, uh, you know, they've done all this research with the Department of Defense. The less hitting you do with the head as a college-age player, the better it is for the health of your head. This doesn't do that.
0: Dennis Dodd is with us from CBS Sports. I want to ask you about the Pac-12 Conference Commissioner search. John Wilner of San Jose Mercury News had a report yesterday. They're considering possibly dividing the job into two. Um, other reports out there saying people, uh, there just is an interest in some of the big names. Where are we at in this search, and how's it going, I guess?
1: Yeah, it's not going well. The I, I talked to a person yesterday who's not directly involved in the search but as in, intimately has intimate knowledge of it and it's a mess um you know the presidents that are making the hire uh have gotten to this point you know where they're considering having two people as commissioners one that would deal with their, the the ad's and one that would do more administrative stuff well who do those people report to each other i mean it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous i tweeted it yesterday I can come up with five very capable people off the top of my head right now that could do that job, hire one of tomorrow, and be done with it. Instead of this drawn-out process, but the longer they go, the longer it looks like they're going to end up with another Larry Scott. Yeah. Um, and I think they've lost candidates because of who they are, because of the dysfunction of the Pac-12. Uh, and that's unfortunate. You know, the, the number one candidate should have been Greg Byrne at Alabama, he pulled his name out. He was at Arizona. He's, you know, he is, his blood runs with Pac-12 blood. His father was at Oregon. Um, he should be the guy. But he took his name out for what reasons. I don't know ultimately. But they're, they're screwing this thing up uh, as it stands right now.
0: You know, it's it's tough for me to wrap my brain around because, you know, we're talking about some storied universities in, in the Pac-12 yep. conference. You know, Oregon, USC, Washington, I mean, UCLA, Stanford. I mean, we're talking about this This should be uh, a really desirable job. And, and, Dennis, would I be reading too much into it to say that they didn't have a plan when they decided to part ways with Larry Scott? That's the thing that baffles me is how do you not have this thing buttoned up because right. the demise of Larry Scott was that was a long time coming.
1: Yeah, um, I I look at it this way. Um, You know how the SEC, you all make fun of the SEC saying, oh, it just matters more. Yeah, that's fun to laugh at. um, But in in the Pac-12, it doesn't mean more. And what I'm talking about is the pursuit of championships and the pursuit of revenue championships in football and basketball. It just doesn't. In the boardrooms of those presidents, some of those presidents are more involved with, you know, where we are on the rankings in the uh, in the Sears Cup or the Director's Cup for athletes, athletics across the board instead of thinking, okay, if Urban Meyer comes available, available tomorrow, can we afford it? Do we want to go after him? And the Pac-12 proved itself. The answer to that is no. They're not a conference that's going to hire Urban Meyer. Um, they, were, they were more worried at UCLA about, um, you know their coaches' buyouts being too high, and paying it, and getting Urban Meyer when he was back on the market. I mean, it, it, right or wrong, you know. But that—that that, to me, that's the mindset of the Pac-12, and too many of these boardrooms. It's not about winning championships. It's about having you know some sort of cultural. They can they can clink their glasses at some sort of cocktail party and say, "Well, we finished seventh in uh, in this or that in the Directors Cup." No, it's not about that. It's about Winning championships, or at least it at is least, at least for the people that
0: pay that tuition. I think most of it. Dennis, last thing before we let you go, you could imagine uh, the NFL draft is a big thing around here tomorrow because Zach Wilson is is slated to go number two to the Jets. We'll see if that actually happens. But as somebody who's covered college football and watched Zach play a little bit, what do you think about his kind of meteoric rise? I don't know if I would have ever predicted him going second, even you know watching him play some good football at BYU. Yeah, I, I love
1: him. Um, I love him as a prospect. Uh, When I sat down for the first time during the season and watched him play a whole game, the first name that came to mind was John Elway. Now, that may be hyperbole, but I love the arm strength. I love the way he sat in the pocket. I love the way he didn't get happy feet. And obviously, he had a lot of talent around him. Uh, Those receivers, that left tackle, Christensen was really, really good. Um, But I I, I love him. Uh, You know, he maybe he's the guy. The Jets tend to drag down whoever they draft. Maybe he's the guy who elevates them. I can't say anything bad about Zach Wilson.
0: That's the fear, right? Is it's the yeah. Jets? Oh man, yes, the, Jets, the, the Jets. Jets. It doesn't. yeah. Good day for Zach Wilson. You know, a bad day,
1: he's going to get paid. But do the Jets get any better? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man, I, I, you know what? We uh, Zach's been fun to watch around here, and I think everybody yeah. listening, even the Ute fans, are open. He has a good career at the next level. I just a shudder because it's the Jets.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's the concern. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a, you know, there's the other story why it has become Zach Wilson and not Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a slam dunk number two um, at the top next to Trevor Lawrence, and for whatever reason, I wrote about it last week. The stock
0: has dropped. Bizarre. Well, Dennis, thank you for jumping on with us. We always appreciate your insight, and we hit a bunch of stuff with you today. So thanks for jumping on. You bet. Thanks. Dennis Dodd. Uh, he's a senior college football writer for CBS Sports.com. Well, CBS Sports and CBS Sports.com. His latest talking about, and uh, here's the headline Inside the Inevitable College Football Playoff Expansion Now, Why It Will Be Anything But Easy. This is a a great, great piece. Uh, he's uh, he breaks it down on on really uh, all aspects and uh, very thorough. Certainly worth a read uh, if you're curious as to where we're headed with uh, with college football and this playoff expansion, which is not something that we've hit on a ton. On the show today, uh, Dennis wrote about it. There was, uh, I believe it was uh, Andy Staples and Stuart Mandel of The Athletic who, who kind of started the conversations today, uh, Today, breaking some news that uh, um, people are thinking possible expansion to double-digit amount of teams. Uh, one Power Five athletic director told The Athletic, quote, I sense 12 teams is building support, unquote. And we asked Kevin Graham about it a little bit uh, earlier in the show, too, when we were talking to Kevin. I just... I would love Austin, and tell me if this is not tell me if this is not possible. But I would love to find that number. Where's the number that's the the perfect one where the people who are grumpy about it will will be happy, and uh, it will also be fair and lead to the best regular season as well as crowning a champion and all these ideals that we're all in favor of and that we all complain about when things fall short. What's the number? Uh, everyone plays a seven-game series against everyone else. <laughs> and it, and it, it takes three years to finish one season. That's, that's the number. But even then, even then, Jake, there's going to be someone who complains about something or another. Every year, the, the, even with seven-game series tournaments like the NBA... Or Major League Baseball. Every year, there's the summer sports radio guy out there going, did the best team really win the title, or did that team yeah. get hot at the right time? You got you and Gordon went back and forth over this like 19 times with UCLA. We did. In the college basketball tournament. That so, happened. <laughs> right. So there's always, even if you found that number, there's always going to be some outcry somewhere from somebody. And here's... I don't know. People are complaining that the the semifinal games have been one-sided. Doesn't that doesn't that mean like teams 3 and 4 I mean really weren't as good as 1 and 2? And so the solution to that problem is add more teams. So maybe a maybe a 3 loss team will not get hammered in the college football playoff. Like maybe that will happen. Maybe if we get enough SEC teams into the college football playoff then, uh, then that will end up solving the problem. That's just what always frustrates me about these discussions is because, okay, they move it to 12. Well, the same complaints are going to be there because Team 13 is going to think that they deserve to be in, and this conference didn't get enough teams represented, and this three-loss team didn't get in, and that two-loss team uh, was left out, and it's still the same crap. That's why I wish we could just find a number and just have it be the perfect solution just to shut everybody up. You sound really get off my lawn right now. I feel really get off Keep my lawn. Keep it down out there and you, you like what you get and you so, don't throw a fit. So tired of it. Like the NCAA with the college basketball tournament. I mean, they have to fight themselves every year. I'll not cancel this whole thing if you don't quiet down back there. To throw in more teams. The NCAA basketball tournament is like, you know, guys, if we add 16 teams this year, then that will do that. And it's just, where does it go? How many play in games? do You don't like having four teams? How about we have no teams, huh? How about then? The sixth-place team from the MIAC won't shut up about uh, being left out this year, so let's just (laughs) add some more teams. I mean, where does it end? You do sound like a sitcom dad trying to end an argument. I will turn this car around. (laughs) All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up right around the corner 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.